Good evening. We'll open with invocation. Heavenly Father, we ask your guidance and wisdom and support as we begin this meeting. We gather here today to, with the intent of doing good work. We seek to represent fairly and well those who have given us this task and help us engage in meaningful discussion. Give us clarity and strength to use only our best skills and judgment. Please bless the community, its residents, businesses, and visitors, and help us to continue in doing good work in your name. Amen. Roll call, please. Councilmember Hollingshead? Here. Councilmember Cavey? Yes. Councilmember Bracken? Present. Councilmember Brooks? Present. Councilmember Dietz? Here. Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur? Here. Mayor Gregg? Here. All are present. Thank you. Please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. Um, first, I want to thank everyone for coming, coming out tonight. Uh, we always have some nice news when we have people in the audience. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention was uh, we had a fellow council member recently pass, uh, Joe Propokio, or Joe Pro as he'd like to be called, um, long-term resident council member for several years, uh, a person who just loved our community. Um, and uh, just love to be a part of it. And he would, he would continue to go to some of our meetings here and there. Um, I, I knew Joe for, I don't know, about 15 years or so with other things with the town. And it's a sad passing. And, and I just want to make sure that uh, his family and friends and the community knows that we support him and his family. And it's just unfortunate um, in his passing recently. Uh, with that, I also want to um, hopefully everyone had a great uh, holiday season um, 2023 is is over and I know that you don't you don't uh, flip the switch on the, on the year exactly but um hopefully we can learn from our 2023 and and bring that into 2024 with love and understanding and compassion uh, with that Ryan Hollinshead Thanks, Mayor. Yeah, my condolences also to, to Joe's family. Um, for the Castleview folks here, he was a also a lacrosse coach the first seven or eight years that Castleview was around and contributed a ton to that community. And um, remember taking me under his wing as a young coach myself. So uh, he's a really a good mentor for me, and, and he'll be missed. And other than that, just want to wish everybody a happy new year. Thanks. Thank you, Laura Cavey. Yep, once again, I would like to echo those same sentiments. Um, condolences to Joe's family. Um, and happy new year to everybody here. It's great to see everyone. Kevin Bracken. Thank you, Mayor. Yeah, uh, Joe Pro left me a voice message when he when he called me the very first time. He said, hey, Joe Procopio, Joe Pro here. Hey, everyone calls me Joe Pro. That, that's how he introduced himself. And so when we're when we're talking about this guy, like this is this is like a guy that everybody like gravitated to and and felt comfortable and excited to be around and and he's just one of those people that um that would just be missed in our community so uh sad with his passing but uh loved that we had the contact with him and uh also in advance of the uh proclamation i'd like to uh thank the the, the castle view cheer team for being here today and uh filling up our crowd thank you max brooks 
Um, kind of along the same lines, right? I'm going to echo some sentiments. Uh, I love that they were also able to put a smile on her face when we talk about Joe Pro because that guy didn't go anywhere without a smile. Um, I mean, let's let's face it. The guy was no spring chicken, right? He'd been around, he'd, he'd lived a full life, uh, but so many condolences to the family because losing somebody right before Christmas, I don't care if it's expected or not, that's a difficult time. But, uh, but Joe was a, a very, very happy guy, was always quick with a smile, quick with a joke. Uh, but I, I, I wanna add you know, a, an incredibly proud American, but an incredibly proud veteran of the United States Navy. Um, so I'm very thankful to, to Joe and his family for supporting that. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, Tim Dietz. Thank you, Mayor. Um, I just have something on another note. It's at a national, local level. We've got a situation where everybody out here, it's we the people. We need to focus on um, organizations trying to take away who is on or not on a ballot, hence Donald Trump. It's we the people. If you like somebody, vote for them. If you don't, don't vote for them. And remember, it's you the people. We've got non-elected people out there making these decisions. Um, it's, you kind of got to look past whether someone's mean or not. Everybody has, out here has the right to be on a ballot. I've got more written here, but I think of nodding heads out here. A lot of people have done that. What's going on in Supreme Court, Colorado. We've got a huge legislative um, session in Colorado coming up. I recommend everybody out there pay attention to what, whether you're Democrat or Republican, pay attention to what's going on. It will affect all of us. I just want to also thank you and Merry, Happy New Year, and I, I echo their sentiments about our fellow council member. He's a good guy. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tim LaFleur. Yes, you guys, thanks without uh, being so redundant. <laughs> um, sincere condolences to our predecessor and happy new year everyone be kind be healthy be well thank you mayor thank you and with that we have the proclamation and i mentioned earlier if, if you guys could get into a line and uh kevin bracken will start handing out uh some proclamations for you guys some <laughs> <laughs> for proclamation congratulating Castleview High School varsity small co-ed cheerleading team for the state championship. Whereas in the Castleview High School varsity small um, co-ed cheerleading team on December 8th, 2023 won the 2023-24 class 5 co-ed cheer title during the Spirit State Championship at the Denver Coliseum and whereas head coach Elisa Zaragoza led the Okay, there we go. I'll keep I'll keep reading. The young team outperformed ten other teams, reached the state finals, and uh, the score of ninety-one point four six, and the team's second zero deduction routine of the championship. And whereas the win, the win marked the team the third state title in the last four years and the seventh state title overall. And whereas the win marked the team's. Uh, the February to compete in Orlando, Florida at the Universal Cheerleaders Association National High School Cheerleading Championships where they finished last year with the runner-up and wish to win the wish to them the very best of luck. Now, therefore, it resolved the town council, the town of Castle Rock follows. Section one, the team 
the council here, hereby commends, congratulates, and given the special recognition of the Castleview High School small co-ed cheerleading team, wishes them continued success in the season and beyond, passed, approved, and accepted on the second day of January 2024 by the town council of the town of Castle Rock, Colorado, in its first and final reading. Perfect. So stay, stay where you're at right now. Stay where you're at, uh, stay where you're at team. Let, let's let council fill in and we can all take a picture. So the mayor had to read that as a matter of record, and that means it's official. That You guys officially won state. I know you guys already knew that. But um, but then we'll, we'll hand these out real briefly. But if the rest of council can come on up so that everybody gets a, gets a chance to be in the picture, okay? And then and then we'll uh, we'll do that. I'm not that tall, but get up there. Come on, coach. Come on, get up there. Go ahead. Yep, perfect. <laughs> Congratulations, team. Great job.
reserved for members of the of the audience to place a presentation to council on items or issues that are not scheduled on the agenda. As a general practice, the town council will not discuss or debate these items, nor will the council make any decisions on items presented during this time. Rather, they may, they may refer, refer to staff for follow-up. Comments limited to three minutes per speaker. Time is allowed to 30 minutes total. Residents will be given priority in the order they signed up, followed by non-residents that represent the town of Castle Rock businesses, then non-residents and the businesses outside the town of Castle Rock as time permits. Council is also accepting public comments submitted written online at crgov.com backslash council comments by 1 p.m. today to be included in the public record. I do have one person signed up time to speak, and that is Linda Shapley. Yeah, it's a silver button in the middle there. Thank you very much. It, I get to follow some amazing people, so this is fantastic. So thank you so much. So good evening, uh, Mr. Mayor and members of the council, and thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. Um, my name is Linda Carpio Shapley. I'm publisher of Colorado Community Media, which includes uh, your hometown publication, the Castle Rock News Press. I speak on ordinance number 2023-40, which is on your consent calendar this evening. Um, while there are undeniable advantages to embracing digital platforms for communication, I believe the decision to alter notification of the annexation hearings before the Planning Council, Planning Commission and the Town Council from printed publications to only the town website does a great disservice to Castle Rock and its residents. Newspapers, both in print and online, reach a diverse audience, including those not proficient with technology or without internet access. Online local news sites regularly reach many more times, many times more residents than government websites. They are the most trafficked local websites in almost all communities. A 2022 study showed that more than eight out of 10 Colorado adults turn to local newspapers, which they see as both online and print um, every month. There are issues of accessibility and inclusivity. Not all citizens have equal access or proficiency in using the internet, which widens our digital divide. Relying solely on government websites could disenfranchise those without regular internet access or digital literacy. Um, there are issues of accountability and transparency. Newspapers provide a permanent, verifiable record of public notices, unlike websites that can be easily altered or deleted. In addition, newspapers act as an independent third party, ensuring that notices are published without government, ensuring that notices are published without government interference or manipulation. For transparency's sake, I also must note that there is an economic impact on local journalism when municipalities choose to bypass their local newspaper for notices. Public notices do provide essential revenue to support the work that our journalists do in keeping citizens informed and involved in the issues that matter to their communities. Maintaining public notices in newspapers is essential for ensuring accessibility, transparency, and support for local journalism, thereby upholding the democratic values of an informed and engaged citizenry. And I would encourage you to rethink proposed changes to Ordinance 2023-40. I'm happy to discuss this in more detail with any of you at any time, and thank you for your time. Thank you, Linda. 
I have no one else on to speak. If anyone wishes to speak, please approach the podium and speak in the microphone. Online users may use the raise your hand feature and phone in callers to press star three. And please state your name and whether you're a resident, non-resident, or business owner. You have three minutes to speak. Seeing none, we'll move on to town manager's report. Good evening, Mayor and Council. Happy New Year. Got just a couple of uh, slides that we want to go through, and then TJ is going to come up and give us a, a couple updates on uh, some development projects. The first slide I think we'll do is the yeah we'll do the calendar first. Thanks, Shannon. Few upcoming calendar items. Uh, be sure and. Uh, Note that you all have been invited to the Fire and Rescue Department's annual awards banquet on January the 20th there at the Oaks at Plum Creek. Uh, be sure and uh, let us know about uh, uh, RSVP and I think um, uh, Entree Choices. Uh, similarly, you all are invited. And that, that, that's, a, that's a plus one event. Um, also, another plus one event there is the Chamber's annual uh, ceremony and gala um, in, uh, in February. So um, be sure and, and ask Shannon if you've got any questions about RSVPing for that. You see the rest of the uh, calendar there uh, for the next couple of months. Uh, we're uh, gonna move pretty quickly past the, uh, the slowdown here in the, in the holidays and pick up on a number of projects. You see uh, the neighborhood meetings that are set out uh, for uh, uh, neighborhood participation. And um, happy to respond to any questions on that as we bring up the main item that I just want to uh, walk you through, which is our major project list. Um, at your dais, you received paper copies of our 2024 budget. If you have trouble sleeping, Grab a, grab a page, maybe 247 or 319, and uh, work your way through all of that. I think it's helpful to have a paper copy of it. The budget is our marching orders. It is our direction on what we're going to do next year. You all have directed us by appropriating all of that money and what we're going to work on and what we're doing with uh, the major projects. A report that the town manager's office and department heads put together is just really hitting and reminding you of some highlights um, in regards to that. Let's see, there we go. You are familiar with the small print that shows up at the bottom of car leases and I don't know, insurance contracts or whatever. This is not small print, this is large print because the one thing we like to point out is, is that it's dependent upon uh, the, the revenue that comes in, the resources that the community provides. I like to remind my favorite table of department heads is that just because the money is budgeted doesn't mean that the revenue has showed up. So we have to carefully monitor um, our, our revenue. Uh, that'll be the case um, like it was last year, it'll be the case this year. We're continuing to watch uh, sales tax and sales tax growth. Um, we successfully navigated 2023 believe with the, with, the, with the great work of that table of department heads, we'll be able to uh, do it again here in, in 2024. Just keep in mind that while we're indicating we're proceeding with all of these things in 2024, we may uh, not be able to get to all of them because of uh, resource limitations that we can't see today here on the second day of the year. 
Um, starting with that theme is we do want to continue. This is part of our strategic priorities. You are familiar with these. You have seen them. You may be able to recite them in your sleep. Um, manage town finances conservatively. We are going to be studying our fiscal sustainability. We're going to be uh, presenting you with some recommendations. We don't know if that's going to be um, shifts and allocations of resources, whether or not we might ask you to ask the voters for, for new resources. We don't know that yet, but we'll be working on that in the, in the coming weeks and seeing uh, what makes sense as far as uh, from a staff standpoint to continue to provide a high level of quality services uh, within the resources the community provides. Mentioned monitoring sales tax. We'll see, we'll know by the time the uh, annual audit is finished whether or not 2023 had um, surplus Tabor revenues. I think we kind of have our doubts given the performance in regards to revenue, but we'll definitely advise you of that and obviously follow the voters direction about how we're going to allocate, um, how we're gonna recommend allocating uh, Tabor revenues, if any. Um, one of our top priorities is always public safety. Uh, we are already in the process of proceeding with the firefighter positions that you budgeted in 2024, the three police positions that you uh, budgeted in 2024. We will be under design for a new fire station in Northeast Castle Rock. Norris has begun some of the um, initial stages of getting an owner's representative on board and then eventually an architect and then hopefully construction um, so that we can get that facility opened uh, by 2026. And then we're obviously replacing things. We talk a lot about new stuff, new, uh, new parks, new uh, fire stations, but we also have to maintain what we've got, which is a pretty consistent theme through the budget that you've got a, a copy of and obviously some of the highlights that we're hitting uh, the, this evening. So there we're replacing uh, radios and uh, other equipment um, in both of those departments. Um, roads are very important. We are making progress with CDOT and FHWA. Back in November, the Transportation Commission gave us a green light on the project and a green light on our revised transportation demand management uh, program. That has kind of freed up a number of different things in regards to Crystal Valley Interchange. The FHWA has signed off on our access permit to the interstate. Um, CDOT owns and maintains the interstate. FHWA controls everything that happens on it. So we are in the final processes of getting their approvals. We believe that we will get them this month so that um, in February we can start package one on uh, the, the interchange. If there are changes to that, I will let you know. Uh, we do have a pavement maintenance program that will be focused on the western part of Castle Rock, the western backside essentially of the meadows. It is scaled down because keep in mind, as is set out in that budget book that you have, we have reduced the amount of money going to our transportation fund so we can put more money in our general fund that uh, provides uh, financial support for our police and fire department. We've um, got construction underway at Four Corners. You have uh, seen that, the contractor's uh, working diligently. Um, hopefully we'll have uh, good weather, but it'll probably have to winterize some portions of the project. We are um, in the process of getting design finalized, starting right-of-way acquisition for the improvements on Crowfoot Valley Road. 
that will include a traffic signal at Sapphire Point. We're in the process of ordering traffic signal poles early and something that continues to be a mystery to me in my 35 years in municipal management. Um, each traffic pole has to be built uniquely. You can't go to Home Depot and just pick up one. Um, so uh, we have to specify traffic signal poles and the lead time on then is, is sometimes anywhere from six to nine months to get traffic signal poles. I, I don't know why it's kind of standardized, you would think. It's either four lane, five lane, two lane road. But um, Dan's gonna explain that to me someday, but he hadn't been able to do that quite yet. But that's, that's true everywhere. It was true back in, in my previous jurisdiction as well. We have heard from the Union Pacific that they are now in Fountain. They will be coming to Castle Rock. Um, you know, I've been working on the railroad all the live long day. We're gonna get them, we're gonna, we're gonna get them here and we think that they may start here in January. Hopefully they can get the, uh, the additional gates up successfully, and then it's paperwork with Union Pacific and the Federal um, Railroad Administration and maybe the Public Utilities Commission, but it's then just paperwork in order for us to be able to advise Union Pacific that they do not have to blow the horn as they go through downtown, and that will complete the uh, much uh, desired and anticipated railroad, um, the downtown railroad quiet zone project. Um, we're proceeding with some right-of-way acquisition, 5th Street and Wolfensburger. We're also adding a, another position in uh, Public Works that was budgeted for a sign and maintenance position. Uh, Mark did an excellent job last month of walking you through the strategic water plan. As you would expect, we are now then in the process of implementing a number of those items. He talked to you about, and we also approved a contract to help us with some of the initial steps in the design and then eventual expansion of our water purification facility, the water treatment plant there along Plum Creek, taking its capacity from 6 million gallons a day to 12 million gallons a day. We are in a constant hunt, and um, Mark and, and his staff, Matt, and, and others are uh, continually looking for additional water rights. You will likely be seeing some of them on future uh, agendas. Continuing um, our work up at Chatfield where we're buying storage and working on pump back infrastructure. You see a lot of other items there as well where we've got uh, water in Cherry Creek Basin and then uh, water that's through the WISE project as well. We're making good progress on implementing our advanced metering infrastructure. Uh, you heard the theme earlier about rehabilitation and fixing things and you see that in regards to upgrading piping in the downtown area. Um, SCADA is basically um, computers on uh, machines talking to each other to make sure that everything runs well. That's how I have to try and explain it. That probably shows my ignorance. But um, it's a very important um, aspect of what we do. We've had to staff up in that area. And um, uh, the budget that you all approved for Castle Rock Water includes a position for that and then also a landscape designer that we think we can continue to make really strong progress on one of our really outstanding achievements over the past few years, which is changing some of the uh, non-functional turf uh, allowances here in the community where we're gonna make some great progress on uh, reducing outdoor irrigation. You see some storm water projects there as well at McMurdo Gulch 
and um, also some more rehabilitation um, um, elsewhere in the community. Our parks department is strong and we want to continue to maintain it. You're familiar with the construction that we started back at Mitchell Gulch. It's been slowed down a little bit. Unfortunately, some of it was slowed down by vandalism, but um, it's moving forward now. Uh, it will be opened up likely in phases. Emerald Park um, is uh, under construction as well. Uh, we are repairing the slide tower at the recreation center. Um, we um, are continuing with our design work of the sports development center. Um, that is going to be a multi-layered project where you will be looking at Brickyard independently in regards to its rezoning and site development plans and its public incentive request, and then also looking at uh, proceeding with a sports development center at that location. We think that that is part of your 2024 forecast. Um, Jeff has been working strongly to make sure we can acquire the Lost Canyon Ranch as open space, um, and we feel like we're doing everything we can to put our best foot forward to be able to acquire that. Then you see, again, uh, following the themes of updating, um, the HVAC system at the recreation center, uh, flooring area in the pool at, at, at the MAC, adding a parks position that is being paid for with our lodging tax, and then we are uh, making upgrades and some golf carts um, at, the, at the golf course. Uh, continue to support economic development, and we're uh, continuing, we believe, to preserve our community character. We're gonna be making some improvements at Cantrell. Um, you all uh, doubled the amount of money going into the council community grant program that obviously helps a number of entities in the community. And uh, I also think that a lot of our work in regards to open space has preserved um, community character. It's very helpful for us to set this all out. It's kind of a nine page summary of a 400 page budget. It's hitting the highlights, not hitting everything. Um, I'm happy to respond to questions or comments, but this again is kind of our marching orders. This is part of our tasks that we're gonna be proceeding with in the weeks and months ahead. Laura Cavey. I just have a couple questions. Um, do we think yet there's going to be any Tabor surplus or we're just still not sure? You know, I don't, I don't know. So we haven't gotten, we haven't received our uh, December sales tax receipts. We're just now finalizing our November ones. The, the December sales tax isn't going to be due until um, the end of January. So we'll know maybe a little bit more by then. Um, we, we don't think it's going to meet our original budget, which was 6%. We revised it down to 3%. We're hopeful that it's going to get close to 3% in sales tax growth. Um, keep in mind that not all of our impact fees are exempt from TABOR, our transportation impact fees are, but a lot of our other impact fees are not. And those revenues were down because of building permits being down 60%. So you see a, a, just a general theme of not, uh, some of our TABOR-related revenue not being as robust as it was in a previous year. So I think it's probably going to... Um, probably going to slow down. Tabor, of course, is revenue plus, in, plus growth plus inflation. So with those things going on, I'm, I would be surprised that we had much of, much of one, if any. But we'll, we'll definitely let you know as, as we see those numbers. Um, and then my other question was around Lost Canyon. Um, 
I was kind of under the impression that was good and we're moving forward. We're going to put it in the, the conservancy and then the town will eventually, you know, own that property with Douglas County. There's a lot. That's a very good question. Thank you, Council Member. Um, and Jeff, if, if I am wrong, stop me. There is a contract between the conservation fund and the current property owners. It's got a set dollar amount. It's got a set close by date. It's got a number of things. Um, and that dollar amount is set. We have received um, informal word, but solid word from Great Outdoors Colorado, the lottery money, GOCO, that we're going to get $3 million from them. We have money budgeted for the towns, roughly $6 million. It includes some from Castle Rock Water to buy the water. So we're going to be working with um, GOCO to finalize an agreement with them. Then we're going to need to finalize an agreement with Douglas County in their use of open space funds that we all pay taxes on right now to see if they can provide. We're ask, we've informally asked them for $6 million. So $6 million from them, $6 million from us, $3 million from uh, the GOCO gets $15 million and it's about, it's about what it is probably with some additional closing costs and funds going to the conservation fund. It's gonna take a, a number of weeks, several months to work all those things out, but there is a contract for uh, sale that we have a tie to. So we feel good that it's going to happen, but um, as you know, and we all know, um, there's nothing like the few minutes after a closing to where you actually know you own it. And that's, that's, when, we'll, that's when we'll have it. We don't have doubts from the property owner, don't have doubts from other quarters. It's just a, a process to go through. So um, cautiously optimistic is how I would phrase it. Jeff, is that, that's correct. Okay, I just wanted to make sure somewhere we didn't go, go the wrong direction and something happened, so. We, we, we are trying to take all the steps to make sure we're not gonna do that. Okay. Um, and we know the value, as you all do, of what citizens want in regards to open space and the, the video that uh, Jeff um, uh, helped produce and, and, and our communications division helped produce. She does an outstanding job showing the value of the property. So we're, we're excited to be able to uh, accomplishment accomplish it, it's, it's, it is gonna take some time, but um, it, it, it's a key work project. That's why it's on, on the list. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, and I should, it should be noted by, with a question to, that Laura Cavey had about the Tabor, is like over the last 25 years, we've only had a surplus six, seven, eight times. I mean, it happens a lot less than, than I think the, our public believes or, or knows. And so, you know, when we did that Tabor timeout, it wasn't gonna be every year for the next 10 years. It was gonna be when we had an, an excess of an excess, really. So, thank you, David. Um, next, TJ is gonna come up and uh, brief us on just a few uh, development projects that are pending.
All right, thank you, Mayor and uh, Council. Just wanted to go over a few quick items uh, from uh, last month for uh, just some uh, highlights of development activity. Um, so just wanna start with uh, some new pre-applications uh, requests that have come in. Uh, these are not formal applications, so these are just uh, inquiries for additional information for potential future projects. Uh, uh, we'll start with uh, District 1 in Council Member Hollingshead's district. Um, we have a, a pre-application for uh, approximately 40,000 square foot indoor recreation user. Uh, this is within the existing uh, uh, Castle Rock Industrial at the Meadows off Timber Mill Parkway. Um, so they're looking to take the uh, remaining half of the uh, northeastern or northwestern uh, building. Um, and so they're proposing to add uh, 42 parking spaces and are looking for a uh, shared parking agreement with their adjacent tenants. Uh, in District 2, Council Member Cavey's district, uh, we have the proposed uh, Castle Rock Water uh, Pinery Pipeline and Pump Station. So this is a Castle Rock Water project. Uh, they're looking to install a new pipeline and construct a pump station um, to uh, improve uh, water quality uh, from uh, uh, water that's coming back from the Pinery District. Uh, in District 4, Mayor Pro Tem LaFleurs. Uh, we have uh, a proposed uh, pre-application for expansion of the Castle Oaks Church. Uh, this is located off Park and 8th Street. Um, so they're looking to uh, build a larger auditorium and increase square footage for uh, the Wellspring Communities Day Program. Um, also in uh, Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur's district, uh, Castle Rock Fire Department is uh, proposing to uh, build a firefighter memorial uh, at the new uh, uh, Philip and Jerry Miller Library. Uh, so the current memorial is located at their station off Crowfoot. Uh, they're looking to relocate that uh, to the library property. Um, there is a new uh, medical office building at 3161 North Castleton. Uh, so this is kind of across from the Dumb Friends League um, and the State Patrol offices there on Castleton. Uh, it's a, currently a vacant land. They're uh, looking at a uh, pro approximately 40,000 square foot medical office building in that area. Um, all right, uh, the next is uh, the outlets is proposing to build a new uh, pad site for a future bank. Uh, so this site is located just to the north of the Chipotle and Starbucks site uh, there. So they would be uh, re removing some parking uh, to build a new uh, pad site. All right, in uh, District 5, Councilmember Brooks. Um, we have uh, the Learning Experience Early Childhood uh, Center. So they're looking to take a property off of Ridge Road, uh, just south of Inderood. Uh, they're looking to divide that lot into two, two sites, 
Uh, one lot would be for a single story uh, uh, early child care center uh, with outdoor playground. And the second lot would uh, be for a future development. Uh, in multiple, we have a project that goes through multiple districts. This is another Castle Rock water uh, pipeline. So this goes from uh, Plum Creek to Reuter Hess. Uh, so it kind of uh, winds its way uh, from Plum Creek across uh, 85 through the promenade, up around by Sapphire Point and Diamond Ridge, uh, all, then north through unincorporated Douglas County to uh, Reuter Hess uh, Reservoir. Uh, we have two new quasi-judicial applications. Uh, the first is in Councilmember Cavey's district. Uh, so this is the site development plan for uh, Canyons Far South um, that was uh, annexed uh, last year. So that will include future pl uh, planning commission and town council meetings. Uh, it's for approximately 474 single-family residential lots. Um, and then uh, also uh, tower open space zoning. Uh, so there's an app, there is a previous application for annexation um, that is also under review at this time. Uh, this is town owned property uh, located between Metzler, Metzler Ranch and uh, Canyon South uh, in unincorporated Douglas County and stretches from Founders Parkway up to uh, Crowfoot Valley Road. Uh, and uh, the proposed zoning on that is for uh, uh, public land uh, district two, uh, which is uh, uh, passive open space. Uh, thank you, and any questions? Any questions for TJ? Laura Cavey. Okay, this may be a silly question, but what is an indoor recreation user building? <laughs> <laughs> um, so they haven't provided us with a whole lot of information. Their site development or their pre-application showed a schematic drawing. It looked like they had indoor courts. Uh, they didn't specify whether they were uh, tennis courts, uh, pickleball courts, but they kind of looked, looked to be that way. Um, not sure. Uh, they haven't provided a whole lot of information other than an indoor recreation use. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, TJ. Any more questions for, for TJ or staff? Thank you very much. Thank you. David? That concludes the report. Thank you. Moving on to town attorney's report. Lindsay? There's no town, town attorney's report this week. Thank you. Moving on to the acceptance of the agenda. There are no changes, additions, or deletions to the agenda. A motion to accept the agenda as presented will be accepted. Uh, Mr. Mayor, I would like to uh, request that we remove an item from the consent agenda, item number 10, resolution 2024-004, just so we can discuss that separately, please. Is there a second? Second. I have a first by Max Brooks, a second by Laura Cavey. Any further discussion? Um, I don't have a problem with number 10. Um, I'll probably vote uh, against it, but, but if, you got, if, it, if it pleases the council, we can vote on that. Absolutely. We'll wait. Well, 
Wait for a second. I second. Yeah. No, I meant like a second on my watch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go ahead and vote on that. Thank you, uh, Lisa. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Cavey? Yes. Councilmember Bracken? Oh, let me see one. Okay. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Dietz? No. Which one are they voting on? They're voting on removing. Removing number 10 from the I consent agenda. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's okay, but I'm really sorry, but I lost track of. Tim Deed said no. Everything. Oh, okay. no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Sorry. No big deal. Start over if you need to. Could I? I'm, I yeah, apologize. Let's just go ahead and start over. Okay. Um, Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Cavey? Yes. Councilmember Bracken? Oh, he's gone, sorry. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Dietz? No. Mayor Pro Tem Lafour? Aye. And Mayor Gray? No. Okay, so. It passes 3 2. I can't do math. This for tonight. Or, sorry, 4 2. Passes 4 2. So passes I'll remove that from the consent two. calendar. Thank you. These items are generally routine in nature and previously reviewed by town council and would vote on a single motion without discussion. And I will remove the number 10 from the consent. Number 6, Ordinance 2023 40, Ordinance Amending Section 20.202.20 of the Castle Rock Municipal Code for conform to section requirements set forth in the Municipal Annexation Act of 1965 with respect to annexation of town-owned property. Number seven, resolution 2024-1, resolution appointing the municipal judge and approving a service contract. Number eight, resolution 2024-2, resolution appointing the assistant municipal judge and approving our service contract. Number nine, resolution appointing the uh, substitute judges, uh, skipping to number 11, proclamation 2024-1, proclamation recognizing Tammy uh, Denhart and Matt Ratner as uh, keepers of the star, and number 12, minutes 2024-1, minutes December 5th and minutes December 19th, 2023 town council meetings. I will set the motion with number 10 uh, removed. Second. I have a first by uh, Kevin Bracken and a second by uh, 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 Councilmember Holland said, any further discussion? Roll call vote, please. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Cavey? Yes. Councilmember Bracken? Yes. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Dietz? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur? Aye. Mayor Gray? Aye. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. Uh, we have no additional. Um, uh, Things on the agenda tonight. I will set the time is now six. What? David? What's that? Go ahead, David. It's my understanding that item number 10 on the consent calendar has not been voted on. Is that correct? It has not been. Okay. We took that off, though, right? Right. Okay. All right. Are you going to vote on it now? Yeah, let's, let's go. We, can get, we can discuss that now. Thank you, David. I mean, you all decide that. I just wasn't sure what if you wanted to adjourn without. Max Brooks? Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I thought it would be worthy of discussion. I appreciate the, um, the unscheduled public appearance. And uh, coming out to discuss that, I understand it's the second reading. We didn't necessarily have uh, this in first. Ten was the public, no, public posting, right? The notices? Well, no, no number six. 
was the ordinance that changed our process for town-owned property. No, 10. 10. I know, we thought the same yeah. thing. No, we, no, 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 we, she, the, the, what, what was spoken five, about at the public comment was about the annexation posting of the notice, which was number six. Oh, I apologize. Number 10 yeah, is That's what just I'm trying the, to say. The designation. No, that is my fault entirely. Yeah, no, the designation no, entirely, I think that would be my fault. <laughs> no, <laughs> right, because I didn't, the, I didn't the, understand. The, the comment Not from the, the newspaper was, <laughs> because there was a concern that we weren't going to be posting annexation notices Got it. pursuant to the second reading of ordinance 2023-40, uh -huh. which is item number six on your consent calendar. Okay. No, you're right. I, Max said six. I thought I corrected it with 10, so it's my fault. Even under our revised time limits, we still have time to get this right. Okay. So the important thing is what do you all want to talk about and what do you all want to um, vote on? Because we can reconsider things, we can do any number of different things. The, the most important thing is we do what you, the majority wants this evening. Well, and, and get it right. Right. Well, the, in, the, by, by definition, it's right. It's what the majority approved. The, in, the intent was to have a discussion surrounding the newspaper notices because we'd had somebody come out uh, for unscheduled public appearances, and I thought it was just worthy of discussion at least, right? Instead of just adding it through a consent calendar and saying thank you for your comments and just simply passing it through on a consent vote. Uh, so the intent was around that. But if we've already voted on it, I don't know that, that there would be a council appetite, honestly, to go back and revisit that. I, I would make the point if, if if we were talking about the substance of that. Very much respect that. Love the the news press. We 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 put something in. I think once a month. It's a great uh, it's a great newspaper. I, I think st staff would respectfully disagree that that's where most people are going to find out about these type of notices. I think they can they they're very much more likely to look electronically than try and go through public notices that are just showing up by virtue of when the uh, entity has decided to put it in the newspaper and not in any particular order. Significantly on the ordinance in question, Ordinance 40, this has to do with changing where we have to publish for town-owned annexation. Okay. It's not changing the, the process as I understand it for anything else other than town-owned annexation. That's how we represented it. Doesn't doesn't apply to town-owned right-of-way, just town-owned annexation. So Again, it's a Lost Canyon. If, if we're fortunate enough to own it, yes, that is correct. Right. Um, and so in my mind, it's a smaller universe. Mm -hmm. the, the, the real area of public concern, it might be town ownership, which is the case we still have to have it here as a public hearing item, as, as an ordinance, but it's much more likely to be um, us annexing property for development, for example. That would then require eligibility, substantial compliance, and then public hearing, and all of the different things that have to be published in the newspaper in regards to that. And all of that would be published in the newspaper. Is, like, that, for example, let's say, take Canyons Far South. When we annex that in, that would still have to go. If we own it, it won't have to well, be no, in the Well, no, but I mean, we didn't own it. Yeah, if, 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 if a developer bought the property and said, I want to put 140 homes on the property, which is what we heard last year, um, then it would have to go through that process. 
that I just that I just outlined. If it's town owned, there seems to be less um, maybe public alarm in regards to that. That's at least my opinion, and, and others can disagree with that and have the right to petition government and, and, and say otherwise. So that's that's why we thought. That, that six was a smart item. I would point out that we are also not opposed to saving a few nickels every once in a while in regards to our publication costs. Um, item 10 has to deal with the fact that we're going to be posting notices online. Correct, Lisa? For council meetings and those kinds of things. Yeah, there was a, a vote, um, an, an election that um, citizens actually allowed us to publish our ordinance, ordinance notices on our website versus right. the newspaper. So, so that's, that's what we're doing because it's allowed by state law and, and, and other law to do those kind of things online. I, I'm of the opinion that it's more likely that that's where people are going to find those types of particular notices. That uh, Others can disagree with that. I don't make the decision you all do. So that's if this was before you substantively, that's what I would, that's what I would say in response to some very fair comments, comments that we just disagree with. Sure. No, thank you. I appreciate the uh, the background and the and the discussion on it. So, I mean, from this point, it seems like we voted on everything except for ten. So we probably just want to vote on ten. Mr. Mayor, thank you. No, thank you. I again, Tim. Should we motion to put it back? Yeah. Yeah, do we go back to... Are you guys understanding? Or? Can we put the consent that's, calendar back? That's fine. <laughs> well, then I'll... I have my money on 720, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll, I'll motion that resolution number 10 on tonight's agenda, 2024-004, resolution designating the public place for posting policy notices pursuant, excuse me, CRS section 24-6-4022C be placed, placed back. back on consent. Consent. Second. I have a first by Tim Dietz, a second by Max Brooks. <laughs> Any further discussion? Roll call vote. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Cavey? Yes. Councilmember Bracken? I think yes. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Dietz? And before I vote, this is what councils are supposed to do, so it's okay. Thank you, Council. Yes. Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur? No, just kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally yes. No. Mayor Gray? Yes. Now, should we vote Motion on the consent? Passes unanimously. And then that would vote. Now that on we the should consent. vote on the consent calendar as reamended. Okay. Um, I move to approve the consent calendar as is. Second. Uh, first by Desi the floor. Second by by, by uh, Kevin Bracken. Um, I just want to be sure: are, are we okay with the way it sits now? Are we want to to discuss number six? Are we fantastic? I just want to, just want to make sure before I move forward. I I do apologize. I believe I've been able to take a temperature here in the last few minutes, and I, um, I'm fine with how it's presented. Thank you. Thank you. Roll call vote, please. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Cavey? Yes. Councilmember Bracken? Yes. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Dietz? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur? Aye. Mayor Gray? Aye. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. And again, I, uh, I apologize to Council for... Uh, Bring you down a different path than, than, than Councilman Number Brooks wanted to bring us down. So I do, I do apologize. And with that, that was my fault. And 
May over the appetite of the council prefer to review the entire budget for uh, <laughs> I think we're good. Vote to adjourn. Vote to adjourn at seven or six fifty seven. Um, I'll set the motion. Move to adjourn. Second. First by Desmond LaFleur, second by Laura Cady. Any further discussion? Roll call vote, please. Councilmember Hollingshead? Aye. Councilmember Cavey? Yes. Councilmember Bracken? Yes. Councilmember Brooks? Aye. Councilmember Dietz? Yes. Mayor Pro Tem LaFleur? Yes. Mayor Gray? Yes. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, guys.